welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Today, I'm actually going to be talking about a topic that my nine-year-old came up with, which is different seasons to camp in and kind of the challenges that come with each one. So he was like, you know, I was like, hey, what should I do an episode on? What should I do an episode of the podcast or YouTube on? And Ethan said, you know, different times of year, because now it's summer, we usually go in the fall or the winter, like, you know, different people might not have been out before in the summer or winter or fall or whatever. So I'm going to kind of talk through the different seasons and kind of what challenges to expect and also maybe what gear you might bring to kind of offset those challenges. Um, So I'm going to try and keep it pretty high level on this and just kind of go into the overarching seasons and again, like what you need to tackle those seasons. And I'll talk a little bit about my preferences too, which if you've listened to my stuff before, you probably already know what I'm going to say about some of these seasons, but I'm going to dive into it a little bit. So if you are looking for like, what are the different seasons for camping slash overlanding? What are the challenges I'm going to face? And if I'm new to it and I want to go out and I want to go in summer, fall, winter, spring, what do I need to do? This is going to be a great episode for you. So let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, so as I mentioned in the intro, today I'm talking a little bit about the different seasons that you can go camping or overlanding and kind of some of the challenges that you're going to face during those times and maybe some like game-changing gear that you might want or need to be able to overcome those challenges. So, um, you know, right now you may be able to see, I'm on 4K right now, but uh, I'm sweating. It's summer. It's the very end of August here in Indiana, it's still a little warm. We actually came out because we were a little excited because it was getting down into like the 80s instead of the 90s and stuff. And tonight it should be down in the mid to low 60s, which is okay. That's an okay temperature to camp in. Um, I went about a month, month and a half ago, and it was like 90, 95, 100% humidity. Here in Indiana, it gets pretty miserable in the summer. I try. So, you know, let's start there. Let's start in the summer because that's what time it is right now for me. Um, That's probably the most popular time to camp, I think, because I think people are scared of winter. Um, I would say fall is probably the most popular, but I think people also, they get out for, out of school for the summer and their parents want to take them out somewhere that doesn't cost a million bucks. So they'll take them camping, right? Or dispersed camping. Um, when I come out to Hoosier National Forest in the summer, which is kind of my home national forest, um, most of the spots are usually pretty full. So, you know, that is one thing to think about too. So when we're talking about summer, um, one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of the campgrounds, the state parks, the national parks, national forests, all that stuff, they get pretty full up. So especially if you're staying at a place like a state park or a national park or someplace that requires reservations and you're actually like reserving a camp spot, if you're going in the summer, you want to get reservations way far in advance, maybe like six to nine months or more, maybe even the year before. 
in my case, most of the time, I'm going dispersed camping. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be by a bunch of people. So, like, right now, we're in Hoosier National Forest. There isn't a site for maybe a half a mile up the road is the next site, a dispersed camping site. So, we're kind of by ourselves right now. I've got my two kids with me. We're just making a camping trip of it, just an overnighter. It's going to be a lot of fun, but a little bit warm. So, when you're going out in the summer, you know, a couple things that are kind of game-changing, at least for me, and I, this is me telling you that I am not a summer camper. I do not enjoy it as much. Um, some sort of a fan. One with a decent enough battery that it's going to last more than, you know, four to six hours. So you don't want to, like, go to sleep at night, have a fan on you, and be actually somewhat comfortable, and then wake up at two in the morning, three in the morning, and have a dead fan. So fans are definitely, at least in my opinion, one of those things that can make a pretty miserable, like, super humid, super hot sort of summer camping trip more palatable, right? It can make it a little bit more comfortable, can keep your kids a little bit happier if, you know, like, my wife is not a huge camper, but she'll do it. If I brought her out here in 90 degrees with 95, 100% humidity, she would kill me. But if I gave her a fan or something to kind of like keep her happy, it's not quite so bad. So a fan is a good idea. Look at the battery size. Look at how long it's going to run on the different settings, low, medium, high, whatever. Um, I will put a link in the description down below to a couple of them that I use. I've got one that's actually a wearable fan that I'm a huge fan of. I'll put a card up here. I did a little review feature walkthrough on it. Um, so if you want to see that thing in action, definitely check it out. That thing for me has been amazing because on low, that thing will go almost like 30 hours or something like that. So I can get through the whole night. I can lay it on my chest and go to sleep in my hammock or whatever or in my rooftop tent and have that thing blowing on me and it won't die overnight. And it'll even go, you know, part of the day too. So, you know, something like that is definitely going to be nice. Another thing that's going to be pretty big in the summer, I think, is either like a decent cooler or, you know, I use a fridge. So some sort of like a vehicle mounted fridge because if you're bringing any sort of fresh food, if you're bringing stuff that you've got to keep fresh, it's going to be hot, right? So it's going to go bad. It's not like in the winter or fall when you can kind of bring food, leave it sitting out or leave it in your vehicle where it's going to be cool and kind of keep fresh. Um, so in the summer, you do need something to keep food cool as well and drinks, right? All right. So those are kind of the two little gear tips that I'll give you for summer. Again, though, in the summer, it's going to be busier. There's going to be more people. You're going to have to deal with bugs. That's another thing. Keep track of bug spray. Make sure you have bug spray and netting and that sort of thing, depending on where you live. Um, but you will have to deal with people. You'll have to deal with bugs. You'll have to deal with being hot. So you're going to have to try and come up with solutions that are going to help you solve those problems. But that is summer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, so next let's talk about fall. Fall for me is my favorite season. Fall, If it could be fall year-round, or if I could move someplace, convince my family to go with me and move someplace um, that had good fall-type weather all the time, like a San Francisco or something, right? Something that also had overlanding locations. Um, that would be ideal for me. Fall is the best. It is cool enough that, you know, at night you sleep like a baby. You can have a blanket. You can get covered up. You are a little bit cooler, and then you can make yourself warm versus the summer, right? If you're just hot, you're just going to be hot. Like there's, there's only so many layers you can take off. In the fall, it doesn't get so cold like it does in winter, but it gets cool enough that you can be comfortable and you can kind of put on layers and take off layers as you need to, to kind of keep yourself perfectly at the right temperature. 
Also in fall, the bugs start to drop off, at least here in Indiana. We don't have as many bugs in the fall, which has been fantastic. It's one of my favorite things. You can actually literally notice that the ticks are gone. We don't have ticks anymore. Once, you know, fall really gets into swing. Um, again, people start to, you know, get busy. They go back to school. They go back to work. So it's not nearly as busy. Again, today, it's the very end of August, almost the beginning of September. And I drove past probably five spots, dispersed spots coming into the National Forest. Didn't see a person. Um, so then we picked this one. We found this nice sort of open spot. Uh, and the kids are with me. And we're just going to camp out. So um, there are less people. The bugs are starting to die down a little bit. Um, so, you know, fall is just a really, really good time to go camping, I think. Also be aware that, like, again, if you're not doing dispersed camping, if you're doing, like, a state park, national park, that kind of thing, make sure you pay attention to their websites. Like, most state parks and national parks close around, like, Labor Day. So when you kind of get to that point, then things are going to start closing down that take reservations. Again, I do mostly dispersed camping. I highly recommend dispersed camping. If you're nervous about it or scared about it, go to my channel, watch some of the, like, how to get started and overlanding type of uh, videos because it's way less scary than it seems, and it's actually... I think amazing because you're not right next to people. But anyway, so in, in fall, you're definitely going to have to pay attention to like parks closing. It's going to get a little bit more scarce, but then spots and dispersed spots are going to open up more. Bugs are going to decrease. So fall is great. Temperature-wise, great. All right, so now winter camping. This is one of those things that a lot of people that I talk to are like, absolutely not. You're crazy. I don't know why you would want to go in the winter. It's the worst. It's freezing cold. You know, you're, it's dangerous. There's ice. There's snow. Um... The way I look at it is that it presents new challenges, right? It kind of makes the, the places that you normally go completely different. So, like, when I come to national to Hoosier National Forest, my normal sort of stomping grounds, I know this place like the back of my hands now. And when I'm going around in the winter and everything's covered in snow and ice and, the you know, the foliage is down, it's totally different. It's like a different world, right? It's kind of like you're in a whole different place. So it's like you get two national forests, two national parks, two state parks, whatever, wherever you're going, right? Everything sort of changes with the weather when it hits winter. Also, you have nobody, right? So like fall gets a little bit more sparse compared to summer, but in the winter, there are only a few people that are crazy enough like me to go out and go camping. But if you are prepared, this is where I will get into some gear tips here in a second, and I'll, I'll put some cards to some other videos where I specifically talk about winter camping and like what you really need to go winter camping. Um, you know, there is just, there's no one around. So it's, everything gets quieter. Like right now, if you listen, you can hear the wind, you can hear birds chirping, you can hear bugs and stuff. There's all kinds of noises. When you get into winter, it is like dead silence. It's super peaceful. It's really relaxing. I can come out and like just sit and read a book or, you know, watch a show on my phone or whatever. Just relax in a chair and enjoy myself and not hear a peep from anything. So if you want peace and quiet and you kind of just want to get away, it's kind of an escape for you, then winter is really a great time to get out. Also, another benefit of winter and a little bit with fall, but more so even with winter is that you know, a lot of us have been around a campfire, right? If you're watching this video, you've probably camped before. You've probably been to a bonfire, campfire, whatever. You are familiar with the outdoors, right? In the summer, a fire can be horrible. Like, if you're already hot and sweating, sitting around a fire is not appealing at all. In the fall, it's nicer, right? In the fall, it gets better. But sometimes it's still, like, 70s, 80s. It's, it's not cool. It's not cold. When you have a fire in the winter, it is game-changing, right? Like, you almost need it to stay warm. So, like, when it's really cold, when it's down into the teens and 20s, um, a fire is amazing. Like, sitting by the fire is not just... You're not doing an activity near the fire. You are enjoying the fire. So... 
it, it sounds weird, but I promise you, when you're in the dead of winter and you're peacefully out in the quiet by yourself and you're sitting around a fire, there's nothing as felt as like comforting and warm and nice as a fire in the winter. Um, so that is a big game changer too. So let's talk a little bit about gear in the winter. So things that you're gonna need, if you are, if you're not super, I don't wanna say like a tough guy or a tough girl or whatever, like if you're not like super into camping, you're gonna have to find a way to deal with the cold because at night it will get cold. Um, depending on where you live, depending on terrain, depending on elevation, all that sort of stuff, right? Where I live in Indiana in the winter, it's usually down into like single digits or teens at the lowest. Um, when I go up to when I go up to like Michigan or Wisconsin, sometimes it's in the negative digits. Um, it can get really, really cold, negative five, negative ten. So it can get even colder up there. Um, the snow, like I said, changes everything. So you're going to want to have recovery gear. You're going to want to be more careful. You're going to want to have to change your driving. Having a winch or something to recover and self-recover yourself is important. Um, so there is a lot of gear that comes with winter camping. That's most of my setup has changed because of my tendency to go and fall in winter. Having some sort of like a diesel heater is a good solution to keep yourself warm. If you have like a, a, a battery that's big enough to run a diesel heater and then you bring some diesel fuel with you, you could heat your tent, you could heat a rooftop tent, you could even heat a hammock or something like that. You can heat pretty much anything with a diesel heater. It's not like a propane heater, um, which there's nothing wrong with those, but they do kind of make condensation. They're just not ideal for interior type heat. So a diesel heater is a good idea. Or, you know, if you don't want to get that involved in it because it does require some sort of a big battery, it does require diesel fuel it requires taking quite a bit of stuff you could do like an electric blanket again as long as you have a battery that's big enough to do it you could run an electric blanket you could just bring like get a really good sleeping bag and maybe like a wool blanket that's what i usually do or chemical hot hands are another good tip to kind of prepare you and keep you warm enough so you're not miserable when you go to sleep in the winter hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, so let's kind of wrap up with spring. Spring is Okay. I still go some in the spring. I definitely start to taper off a little bit from my winter camping. So for me, personally, the way that it works is I'll go in the summer if someone twists my arm. If someone goes, hey, we're going on a trip, you want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll go. And then I go and then I'm like, God, now I remember why I hate this. It's so hot. It's just miserable, right? Like it's just not as much fun. But I will do it if, if someone else wants to go. Um, then fall hits and that's when my heavy sort of camping season goes, you know, starts to hit again. It's just about the beginning of September right now and I'm already out. I'm just trying to get a night in just to like test out some gear, shoot a couple videos for you guys, that kind of thing. Um, hang out with the boys a little bit. And then I've got the core event in the middle of September, which is one of my favorite events in the UP of Michigan. So I'm going to go to that. And then as soon as that's done, then it's just like camping, 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 like as much as possible, two, three, four times a, a month if I can. And then winter hits and then I, I carry that through, right? Like, so I, the winter is when I really try to like get out of the state. So I try to go to Wisconsin, meet up with some friends I've got up there. I try and go down to Kentucky with some buddies and hit the Daniel Boone Backcountry Byway. Like there's a ton of things that get really interesting and fun to, to hit trails on in the winter because it's, again, totally different challenge, right? Totally different uh, stuff than you're used to. And same with spring then too. Then as spring starts to open back up, it's still kind of cooler. It's not as warm, um, but it's not as cold as winter, right? So there's, there's uh, some pros and cons there. You can start to the trails start to thaw out a little bit. You start to deal with mud more than like frozen stuff and snow. Um, 
but so there is there is a lot of, of fun to be had in the spring. One of sort of the downsides of spring for me is rain, right? So obviously that's, everything's renewing, the, the rain starts up again and things start to grow. Uh, so I just, for me, it's, it's a little bit tough to camp in the rain. Like probably the rain is the worst thing to camp in, in my opinion, because again, I like to have a fire. I like to be sitting out here in a chair, enjoying the sun and, and nature and stuff when it's raining. Might as well just be at home, in my opinion. But maybe I'm a big baby, you know? Post up in the comments, let me know what you guys think. Um, but so the rain you're gonna have to deal with, having some sort of a good awning or something, maybe one with walls, if you're, if you're gonna spend a lot of time out in spring so that you can enjoy that, so that you can set up chairs underneath and hang out with your friends and talk and not have to get poured on by the rain. Uh, same with like tent and equipment and things like that. You're gonna wanna have good clothing, you're gonna wanna have good gear that is gonna keep you dry, keep you waterproof. Um, not a tent that's going to leak or flood through like there's there's a lot of things to figure out for those challenges of rain but again my then my camping starts to taper off a little bit when i hit spring and then drops during summer so then summer i use for modifications of my vehicle i use for like gear new gear testing that sort of thing um so that's kind of how my stuff works but so again the whole point of this was to kind of give you like to make you think a little bit critically about the different seasons of the year and what challenges you may face and then give you some tips again if you're newer and trying to get into this, just like what do you need to think about, what gear might you need to, to make it not so miserable in the winter or summer or whatever. Um, so I hope that that gives you some good ideas. It's by no means all-inclusive, right? So if you guys are watching and you have some ideas or you're like, oh, Jason, you forgot this thing, you need to talk about this thing. This is the thing everybody needs for summer. Post up in the comments below. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Also in the description down below are going to be links to Facebook, Instagram, my TikTok. I've got a Patreon page. It's awesome. We've got a Discord where we can all kind of chat 24-7. Uh, we also do like a once a month episode of the podcast where the Patreon folks hop on with me and we just kind of live talk through like a topic and then that becomes one of the episodes for the podcast. So that's a really fun new thing that we just kind of started. So if you want to be on that, you know, definitely check out that Patreon link down below as well. I'd love to have you there. And then last but not least, newbie overlanders, totally free to join Facebook group. Uh, if you're newer to overlanding or if you're not and you want to help new people and you're kind of fed up with the bigger groups where people are just mean to each other all the time and they're meme wars all the time, like if you like that thing, go to Overlanding USA. But if you don't, come on over to Newbie Overlanders. We'd love to have you. So, but again, I hope that that stuff was helpful. We will look forward to seeing you guys next week and I hope you guys have a great one. Take care.